So food for liberty, right? Love Talk Radio. Uh, we're just having harvest. Okay. Can, can, this, can this all be edited? And welcome like, to our show today. It's Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Hugel, and we have a special guest with us today that you're going to learn a different way of doing your food as you're prepping or if you're uh, putting your canning and freezing items together so at least then you feel that uh, during a storm or uh, some kind of other natural disaster, you're going to be ready and prepared. And that's why I want to make sure that we had this show because, as you know, in our magazine, we do the canning and freezing. Uh, we also have the different missions for the um, community gardens, why they're in existence. But we also have to be ready just in case there's other kinds of uh, disasters, natural problems, uh, you've got earthquakes, we've got storms in the Midwest here, we have tornadoes <laughs> all the time, and um, there's other natural uh, things that can happen, <clears throat> but there's also some other things because of today's times that we have to be ready and prepared, and that's why I wanted to have these folks on here so that they can go ahead and show us another avenue, another way to make sure that we're going to be all right in case there's an emergency. Today we have the owner of Heaven's Harvest, Clayton Llewellyn. And uh, Clayton, how are you today? Pretty good, Mary. How are you doing today? Well, doing all right. It's one of those days that really it's perfect because we've got weather this uh, week. I don't know whether you've seen the weather map or not, but um, the triple digits is in power. <laughs> and <laughs> bottom line, the humidity in this part of the nation is just going to be horrendous for the next few days. Uh, the triple digits that came from the uh, west is coming our way in the Midwest. And so we're going to have weather that we're going to feel like it's up to about 105, 115 area. And uh, today is the start of it, and it is steamy, very steamy. So this is perfect because, um, folks, your electricity can go out on these kind of days. If you have too much power that's being used, uh, the systems can only take so much. So uh, this gentleman is going to tell us another avenue uh, to think about what to do to supplement your food or if something happens on an emergency, this is another way to go. So uh, tell us about uh, your company and how you got started and, and what's, the, uh, uh, what's the goal as far as making sure that people know that this is another avenue to have food. Well, Mary, this all started, it honestly started with me and my wife probably about 10 years ago, maybe not that long. It was at the beginning of the last recession. Uh, mm hmm we became aware, we were actually just starting a family at the time, too, and we became aware that, you know, like this country, the, the fabric that's holding this country together is, is slowly eroding. And over the last few years, it seems like it's going faster and faster and faster. Like, everybody's getting ready for something, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, right. it's, tough, time, it's tough times ahead. Well, about 10 years ago, my wife and I decided we were going to start preparing. You know, and I hate to use the word prepare because everybody gets freaked out about it, but if the time <laughs> comes, and like you just said, if the power goes out, uh, that could be a big deal. I mean, there's there's a couple authors out there who have said like it's we're to, we're we're four meals away from total chaos. And if wow. you think about that, there's a lot of truth to that. You know what I mean? You take mm -hmm. four meals away from the average person and see how they respond. Well, mm. We decided it was time to get ready. You know, what I mean, time to prepare. And I don't know what for, but just just in case. So we started saving food, and every time my wife went to the grocery store, she'd buy a couple more canned goods and. We were stockpiling them in the back room, and we had spent a lot of money. And after a few months of doing that, 
I turned around and I looked at it, and like it hit me. I'm like, you know what? We've done all this storing and all this preparing, and if something were to happen after a month, a month and a half, we're out of food. Like, what happens yeah. if this goes on longer than that? You know? Yeah. So we started putting some ideas together. What do we do? How do we fix that? You know, what's how do you take care of this problem? And you know, the obvious answer is you got to be able to grow your own food. You know, when it all comes down to it, you got to be able you got you got to be able to to provide for yourself. You know, you can buy I've as heard much that. survival. I've food. read that too. Yeah, you can buy as much survival food and preparedness food, and trust me, I did it, and we sell it now. You know, because it's a good mm-hmm. idea to have it, but in the long run, you need to be able to grow your own food. So, and I'm sure you guys, you and your listeners, know all about this. It, you know, the different kinds of seeds, whether they're GMOs or hybrids or non-hybrids or all of that. And I, I didn't know much about it 10 years ago, so I went down to the hardware store, bought some seeds, and planted the garden. <laughs> and it worked out great until I tried harvesting those seeds and planting again the following year. Mm-hmm. It didn't go so good. And that's where our hybrids yeah. and our GMOs come in. You know, so we did a lot of research over the years, and we put together a seed kit. It's our heirloom vegetable seed kit. Uh, it's got about 130,000 seeds in it. There's 38 different varieties, and they're all non-hybrid, non-GMO seeds. So you, can, wow. you can plant that seed. Yep, you can plant that seed. You know, you can harvest it, and you can regrow again with it the following year. Uh, it was it was a lot of research. We talked to farmers all over the country. We wanted to put a kit together that didn't just work in Florida or didn't just work in mm-hmm. Southern California or in Maine. So we did a lot of research and talked to a lot of farmers to try and find a seed that would work pretty much anywhere in the continental United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we put that kit together, and it's called our heirloom vegetable seed kit. Like I said, it's got 130,000 mm-hmm. individual seeds. There's 38 different mm-hmm. varieties. They're all non-hybrid, non-GMO seeds. And it gives you the, the final it's the, it's the final answer to your preparedness kit. You know, if you've stored water. And could you give them – can yeah, can you give them an idea, you know, what kind of seeds are, are in there? Because uh, different parts of the nation, um, they have uh, different appetites, is what I'll say, uh, for different kinds of, uh, you know, like some people like eggplant, some people don't. Uh, in our area, we're just plain potatoes, uh, corn, and, and green beans kind of people. But we do eat other things like carrots, you know, celery, that kind of thing. Can you give an idea of what kind of vegetables would be in that kit for them? Well, Mary, there's 38 different varieties in it. There's everything from asparagus to watermelon. There's enough in here to plant to, to start a farmer's market if you wanted to. Uh, wow. I, like, there, just a quick quick glimpse here. There's asparagus, beets, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. There's two different bush beans, a cabbage, cantaloupe, carrot, cauliflower, celery, and it goes on and on and on. I mean, we tried getting... We tried packing as many seeds into this kit as we possibly could. Now, we didn't get down to the little ones that you know, just the people in the corner of southern West Virginia know about. We tried finding varieties that everybody would know about. And right. And if you don't if you don't like that vegetable and it gets bad enough out there, use it to trade with. You know, what I mean there's who was it in the last movie? Brad Pitt just said, you know, it, it could get bad enough that seeds will be next be the next currency. You know, we, Isn't we that the truth? That. I've but, heard that too. Mm hmm. They'll be worth their weight. That's almost gold. scary, isn't it? I mean, when you think about it, I didn't see that movie, uh, what is it called, Games of Thrones or Thrones, of whatever the hell it is. Uh, I didn't see that because, uh, to me, that's almost too real. You know what I'm saying? It's almost too real. And yeah. uh, so, but then again, I saw 13 Hours uh, two nights ago. Uh, that was very real. So, um 
on the vegetable part, uh, we have heirloom seeds ourselves that we've been holding back. And uh, that's something we said. Uh, we said, well, maybe we don't like this particular seed packet as much, but we could always use it for barter. And, you know, it's it's funny or odd, I think, how we were easily stating that and realizing if we're in that kind of a situation, we're in bad trouble. So, uh, and I've told you this on the phone before we have this interview, uh, that my concern has been the power grid because we do need to put X amount of billions of dollars into that and make sure the power grid's up. And they said it would take between now and 2020 to even get it finished. Uh, but I remember in the Wall Street Journal a few years back, because uh, I was in financing 17 years, and I'd taken the paper on and off for about 35, 40 years. But anyway, um, I remember some people took some pot shots in San Jose, California, and the uh, law enforcement thought it was kind of odd that the people were not as good as shooters as they could have been, so they thought it was maybe a practice run. And they were shooting at some transformers there and uh, thought that, that that was a practice situation uh, to see if they could actually hit them uh, because if they did, it would have knocked out uh, power in four states. And Mary, people don't, don't realize, wanna... yeah, four states. And people don't well, realize don't... that when power is out, because we've been through a blizzard here in southern Indiana before, and uh, we were out for at least a week before traffic could move. So that means our grocery stores didn't have as much food. Um, people had already you know, cleaned out <laughs> grocery store aisles anyway yeah. uh, because we knew the blizzard was coming. But uh, no one could get the trucks in and no one could get the trucks out. And people have to realize that if you're stuck there for a week or two, you got to eat something. No, you're exactly right. you got to exactly eat right. something. We get, uh, we get it all the time that, you know, well, I, don't have, I don't have room to grow a garden or I can't grow a garden. I know you guys talk about community gardens a lot and, this or that. Vertical but gardening. Any, we also hit on vertical yep. gardening and pot gardens, right? Anything you can add to is going to help. I mean, even if you only get two fresh tomatoes a day, it's going to help. You know, and people don't realize mm-hmm. how vulnerable our power grid is. I'll be honest with you, I worked for, the, I worked for a company that built transformers for a few years. Uh, people don't realize it, but the United States doesn't make any more big power transformers. They all come from overseas. And it's not like you can go down hmm. to Lowe's and buy one. It takes months and months and months to get a transformer. And if I hope I, I even feel I feel bad saying this, but if people realized how easy it was to knock the power grid out, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a dangerous situation, and it's not something that gets it, fixed overnight. It is. I know that uh, we used to have where. <clears throat> excuse me. I, I help out my mom caregiving, but uh, before I lived here with her, uh, then I lived somewhere else in the far north side of town um, that it was a up-and-coming growing area. I mean, we'd been out there for 30-some-odd years anyway, but, but it was up-and-coming, and the houses were getting a little bit larger. And uh, we were out of electricity because sometimes it gets so overloaded in the new buildings that were going on out there. And we were out, and I got tired of it because in June alone, I think, one month, uh, we were out three different times. And we were out like a week, week and a half, and uh, you'd think in today's times that, okay, you're okay a day or two, but if you go through it a whole week, week and a half, it gets kind oh, yeah. of tiring. And I had a yep. bicycle, thank God, uh, that I just went through the neighborhood and uh, tried to figure, figure out where the workers were. And where I lived wasn't even on the list uh, for a street to go and get the power up. So if I hadn't gotten on my bicycle to find out where those darn workers were, uh, then we may have still been in the uh, the dark. 
<laughs> Even yep. today we would have been in the dark. <laughs> but people do need to realize that it, everything is so critical right now. And with so much going on in their lives and, and all the uh, – I'm glad I don't have to raise any children. Um, <laughs> but uh, all the things that, that are coming at people with influences and, and uh, bad thoughts or uh, negativity, a lot of negativity I, I find um, – that we need to be more prepared than we used to. I mean, are we prepared to, I'm, I'm telling you up front, we, we're prepared to. Uh, I don't know if it's as good as some of the other people, but um, uh, we try to do something here and there, like make sure we've got enough batteries, make sure we've got uh, some kind of way to communicate, you know, that kind of thing. And it all adds up. But the flip side is that you've got to find a way to be able to eat, uh, because if you don't, uh, then for what we hear, uh, if FEMA sets up different camps or some of that sort, you may be uh, into slavery. <laughs> to somebody else uh, to be able to just have some food. And we always were taught if you're putting it into a corner, be sure that you find another way to get out of that corner. And I want people to realize that uh, if it is push come to shove, that something happens, whether it's a power grid or natural disaster, or if it's something even with terrorism, uh, that you have a way to find uh, some kind of way of, of growing your own food, of getting access to food, something, because you don't want to be underneath someone else's uh, thoughts or, or ways or, or or whatever. That's the way we were we were brought up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, Mary, we, we, we carry several products. We have our seed kit, and we have freeze-dried food, and we also have water products. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people don't realize you can, go out, you can go without food for, you know, seven to ten days. You're only going to go a couple days before you need water, and we've got some great products to help filter water and store water. And like I said, mm-hmm. we also have food products, freeze-dried food. Uh, we've got a very simple selection. Again, uh, mm-hmm. we kind of it's by our own design. My wife and I, we went through the headache of trying to buy food and figure out what we were getting. So uh, we carry a, a line of food that, you know, it's three simple buckets, and it's just an entree bucket, a breakfast bucket, and a, a fruit and vegetable bucket. You know, there's nothing hidden in them. It's a real easy selection. Uh yeah, and how do you – and I've seen this in, a, I think it was Gander Mountain. I, I was, I'm i not a hunter or anything. Uh, I'm as preppy as anybody, uh, <laughs> you know, preppet. When I came up, you know, the Oxford shirt and the khaki pants and, and uh, um, loafers, you know, that's me. <laughs> Boat shoes, that's me. <laughs> so when I went to Gander Mountain, I'm sure they thought, what the hell is she in here for? But um, bottom line, I saw that they had uh, freeze-dried food. Can you tell people what you do – um, when you get a freeze, you know, you get it in buckets, you have it like I think is like three months or uh, weeks of supplies of things or whatever. If you could explain that to them and then explain when you get that package, because this is the part I think is the hardest, because I think technology has changed in the last five, ten years on this situation, I think, if I read it right. Um, it was more complicated years ago. What is it that you do to be able to eat a meal once you get a packet? Yeah, no, you're exactly right, Mary. I get that question a lot because uh, the first time you say survival food or freeze-dried food, the first thing that pops into everybody's mind is uh, MREs or the old, or even farther back with the sea rations, and those things were mm-hmm. awful. I mean, they, they had plenty <laughs> of calories, but you had to choke them down. Uh, the stuff today, it's actually it's delicious. It's really good food. Uh, we went through and we, we sampled about 200 different varieties and my family and I picked out the ones we like the most, and we hope that you guys like them the most too. But all it is, it's uh, they're freeze-dried food, whether it's a stroganoff or a mac and cheese or a chicken and rice soup, but it's freeze-dried. Uh, when they freeze-dry food, it 
it, uh, it saves the nutrients in the food. You don't lose as many of the nutrients. So it's a better way to do it. It's more expensive, but it's better for you. And, it's, and they all come in a Mylar foil bag, their own six-serving pouch. Uh, but all you need to do is you boil water, dump the contents into the boiling water, stir it for 10 to 15 minutes on average, and you've got a delicious meal to eat. Uh, it's not oh, like the old things. It? It's really simple. And we also, Mary, we also have, uh, like I said, we have three buckets. In our entree bucket, everything in there needs to be cooked. But our breakfast bucket, most of the meals in our breakfast bucket, you can eat them straight out of the pouch. No preparations needed. You can eat them just the way they are. Same way with our fruit and vegetable bucket. Uh, a lot of the fruits in there, you can think of them as like a dehydrated food. Uh, dehydrated, but it, they're actually freeze-dried, so it's a little better. But you can eat the fruits just like they are. And the vegetables, what I like to do is take the vegetables out of our fruit and vegetable bucket and mix them in mm-hmm. with the soups in our entree bucket. Hmm. So you got a, you got a, you got a delicious meal. Oh, darn. That's a great idea. See, I've talked to uh, some people in Brooklyn. Remember, I think it was Storm Sandy, and they hit New yep. Jersey quite a bit. Uh, I think it was the right storm. It could have been the second one. But it was the one that hit uh, New York and uh, New Jersey. And these people, uh, they're in Brooklyn, and uh, they had lost all their community gardens uh, in that area because the water affected them. And, and they were stuck with no electricity for a minimum of a week's time. And it was very, very difficult for them uh, to get through it, but they all got through it. But the what? thing is, is that this could happen to anybody because they never anticipated being in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> being oh, in Brooklyn yeah, and then having enough water in there that affected the subway system. It, it, it was shocking to those people. And uh, they had to redo all their community gardens uh, because it washed washed them away, the landscaping, the whole thing, the topsoils had to be redone. Uh, So this is something that can happen. It doesn't matter where you live or how you affect it. Look at Oklahoma. They have more uh, earthquakes because of, they think, fracking. Uh, They have more earthquakes now than they ever have had, and they register more that are going on. I know Ohio has fracking because uh, I've had clients in the past that were uh, interested in, uh, you know, the oil and natural gas. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Pennsylvania is the other state. So uh, California has dealt with drought, and I'm sure that there are situations that they've had uh, that these kind of either seeds or the food would be something that they would need also. Can you tell yeah, us right. how many calories when a person goes through all this, let's say, let's say if, uh, the electricity was down for a month and uh, people had to find a way to make things happen. Uh, is it accurate to say that after about three to five days that people become a little bit more, not delirious, but they become desperate, I guess, and then after seven days isn't where they're really desperate if they don't have any food on them? Um, isn't this something that uh, you have X amount of calories that you've thought it through, how many calories a day that you can exist to be able to get through something like this, and then how many is that? And then how do you figure out what kind of food that you need to be eating to sustain yourself? Well, Mary, the way I like to think of it is, well, the federal government, they say we need anywhere between 1,500 and 2,000 calories a day. Uh, okay. the, average American, the average American right now eats a lot more than that. Uh, but when the time comes, you're going to have to start rationing things. You know, you have to think about this logically. Like, we can't continue to eat steaks and all that. And then people that have been to these situations know that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we recommend you're at least prepared for one month. You know, one month of food and water gives you time to make a plan and get out of Dodge. Uh, a, lot right. of people, a lot of people live in a city. 
And if it gets bad enough, you're not going to stay in the city. You're going to hit higher grounds. You're going to head out into the country or go somewhere, but you're not going to stay in the city. Ask the folks in Boston. Ask the folks during Sandy if they stuck around. Uh, Ask the folks down in uh, New Orleans what happened when they got hit with with Katrina. People got out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. So we recommend you have at least a month's worth of food. Uh, If you're able to stay put, you've got a lot of food in your refrigerator and your pantry that you can snack off of. There's not as much there as you think, but it is there. I mean, we, mm-hmm. the average American goes grocery shopping at least once a week, if not twice. So when you start eating that food and that's the only thing you have, you're going to go through it quick. You know, but mm. for, for one adult, you know, like I said, it's anywhere between 1,500 and 2,000 calories a day. So if you're worried about for one month and you can snack off what's in your refrigerator and what's in your pantry, we recommend at least one entree bucket to get you through a month. If you have the ability to stay where you're at, you're going to need at least an entree, a breakfast, and a fruit and vegetable to get the calories that you need. And this is where you have to be careful because a lot of it's a lot of these companies out there, it's it's misleading. You know, the the buckets tell you one thing, but you're actually getting another. You know, you have to be real careful when you start counting calories on these things because a lot of it's not there for you. Uh, hmm. that's, that's why we tried doing it the way we've done it. Like there's nothing hidden in these buckets, so you can see exactly what you're getting. You know, mm-hmm. and, and once you get on beyond a couple months, you know, if, if you've got to get out of Dodge and you've bought ten thousand dollars worth of freeze dried food, you can't take that with you. You know, I mean, it's, it's right. impossible. If you try and carry fifty buckets of food down the street, you're going to get robbed. Right. That's where our seed. That's where our seed kit comes into play. You know what I mean? So I would have at least mm-hmm. enough food to get you to where you need to go and get you set up. But after that, you got to be able to take care of yourself and grow your own. You know, so that's where we came in with our seed kit because that's the ultimate tool in your survival kit. When you get to where you're going, you can grow your own food or, you know, plant your own garden. I've heard of this. And then some people uh, in articles I've read, uh, they said, don't be surprised if you have to grow your own, uh, you know, chickens or your own meat or whatever. Uh, just be ready in case you have to do that. And uh, that startles people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so uh, on that, I, I mean, how in the end, and I always look at the worst case scenario, you know what I'm saying? All my doctors, surgeons in life, we go through the worst case scenario and then we backtrack because at least then I know what the worst case scenario is. <laughs> Yep. So how is it that a person would all of a sudden, even though they have their heirloom seeds, let's say for fun they got their heirloom seeds, uh, then um, how is it that they would go ahead and find somebody, I guess through barter, uh, is it, uh, you know, find someone that does eggs or somebody that does milk? Or, you know, how how does someone find a beef? Or is it something that you have to think ahead of time and go ahead and say, hey, Mr. Farmer, I'm coming your way if there's an emergency? I mean, how how does a person get through and navigate through all that? Mary, I honestly think that in the in the coming years we're going to be back to a barter system. I think mm-hmm. the dollar. I mean, it's evident right now the dollar is losing ground. Like it's. I think right. the dollar is going to be worthless. It's going to be back to gold, silver, and trading seeds. Like I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I honestly see that coming. And I tell you what, it, a lot of people shake their heads or all oh, that's not going to happen. Ask the folks in Venezuela what it's like yeah, trying to right now. Yeah. Ask them what it's like to try and eat right now. That can't happen here. That will never happen to us. Well, I like to think it won't either, but I'm prepared for when it does. You know, we I spend... agree with you. 
Yeah, they're the, they're yeah. The, they have the largest oil uh, in the uh, the uh, world. I didn't realize they had the oil. It was uh, Saudi Arabia, I thought, had it. And Saudi Arabia is almost on their knees right now financially, believe it or not. Uh, they've yeah. had so much growth as far as building and so on. They did the exact same thing what China did. China built too much because they were trying to keep their people in work, and so they created a false economy and went ahead and gave them the jobs uh, from the money of the people that plowed the money into these apartments. And so they have – Four or five cities that are around China, no one even lives there, but they are supposedly the retirement places for these people down the road. Yay, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people have to realize, because that was socialism there in uh, Venezuela is what that situation is, and um, they have the most oil than anyone else in the world, and yet they don't go and help their people uh, find food. And they don't want to barter with uh, the United States because, bottom line, uh, they feel that we would clown into it or whatever. Hey, so they are starving their people even more by not even dealing with anything that Americans want to offer. Now, that's something. Absolutely. I know. Trust me. It it gives me a headache every day thinking about it. Yeah, people have to realize it's a different ball game than when our grandparents came up. We always talk about my grandparents, how, how they'd probably just turn over in their graves. But uh, it's a different ball game. And whether people like to or not, you have to be prepared. We're prepared with our toiletry items a year in advance. We're prepared with our uh, clothing items that we need, we feel, we feel, <laughs> a year in advance. So you have to think ahead of time because if something happened and you're out of – business let's say let's call it like that for about six months or less or it could be a year or three years uh do you have the wherewithal to have whether it's seeds whether it's your shoes whether it's your uh clothing whether it's your uh deodorant do you have the wherewithal of something in the background just in case something happens and that's why i like to tell people be sure to do that i was in financing 17 years and when the uh, we knew that something was going on with the economy, we we just knew we just didn't know what it was because it hadn't happened before. So we knew two years ahead of time. And then when it hit, uh, no one would kn- no one would knew what was going to happen. And I called different lenders, and they were out of business. Seventy five percent of my lenders went out of business. Okay, seventy five percent. And uh, one guy told me um, in two thousand nine, January two thousand nine, he said, "Ma'am, I've already allocated all my money to." you know, whatever lenders they had to give to. He said, I don't even know how we're going to make it the rest of the year because I've already allocated the money, and it's just January. And uh, in the year 2009, and I had deals from 20000 to $1.5 million and could not find fu- funding for nothing, could not find fun. It was one of the worst top five years of my life. It was scary. It was very concerning. But um, And I felt badly for my my clients, because they they couldn't get uh, funding because the rules changed. No one could yep. get, you know, there wasn't any money. The uh, the rules uh, to be able to get a loan, you know, I, I, I bet I didn't have those kind of customers or too many of them uh, before the, the financial crisis. The rules were just too tough. So they've uh, been a little, little bit more lenient. But still, though, we've got a bond market now that is just cr- getting ready. I mean, it's cracking right now, but it's just re- getting ready to implode. And uh, there's other parts of the financial market that's a problem. So I'm trying to tell people that the Dow's too high. was too high when it crashed in 2008. It's too high now, but they anticipate it can keep going higher. And that's scary, I'll tell you right now. But that may be given the correction because uh, uh, it could be going down 30 50 or 70%. And it will do that. It will do that. So we oh, have no, to be ready. So whether it's Yeah, we have to be ready. So whether it's seeds, whether it's buying freeze-dried food, 
uh, if you could go ahead and tell them how they can uh, get a hold of the information for your company, uh, the uh, the uh, oh the website address, anything on Facebook, anything as far as telephone number, whatever. If you can give that information to them two times so that they can go ahead and get their pens and pencils, get your pens and paper, and, and uh, get this down. Because yeah, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I'm just trying to be a realist of what could happen. And we just got to be ready because it's probably going to happen in some form. We just don't know what's going to happen. Yep. So go ahead Mary, and you know, tell us. You know, a real quick story. I had an old guy call me the other day, and he was talking about what's coming. He said, you know, during the last Great, Great Depression, he goes, 95% of us still lived on farms. He goes, 95% of you what now? 95% of the population still lived on a farm. They could take care of themselves. Oh. Today, 95% of the population lives in the city and depends on electricity and water being pumped to their house from a municipality. If something like oh Great Depression were to happen today, it would be devastating. Devastating. So being oh, it prepared, would. having plenty of food and water, and everybody wants to call you a prepper and think you're crazy. Well, when you've got extra water and extra food at your house, you're going to become the most popular person in the neighborhood. Like it's it's something that's really well, important. Well, I know my neighbors yourself. have told us. Uh, my neighbor uh, now we don't have a gun, but he has a gun. He said, "Don't tell anybody you got food stored. <laughs> don't tell anybody you got you food really don't stored. Don't, don't tell them." You really don't. Yeah, want he said. All of a sudden, people will come out from everywhere. Fire. Yep. But you got to go ahead and do it, folks. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. Go ahead. Yeah, the way people can reach us is it's where our company is called Heaven's Harvest. That's Heaven's mm-hmm. Harvest, H-E-A-V-E-N-S, harvest.com. And that's, you can check us out on the web there at heavensharvest.com, or you can mm-hmm. call us. Our number is 1-800-516-4773. Again, that's Okay, and that's 1-800-516-4773. And I'm even going to do one better for your listeners, Mary. If they go on our website and they decide to purchase something, at the end of the cart page, there's a little box there where you can enter a promo code. If they enter Great. the promo What's code, the code? Mary, Mary, M-A-R-Y, mm-hmm. I'll give them free shipping on their products. Oh, how wonderful. And is that with a uh, just M-A-R-Y lowercase then? Yep, M-A-R-Y lowercase. Oh, we'll put that on the Facebook page. We'll put it in the magazine, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, put it on the show thing. I'll go ahead and change that when they're doing the processing of it, uh, so at least then people can read that with that look on the blog talk and the iTunes because they send this over to the iTunes uh, thing also. So I appreciate it. We've been talking to Clayton Llewellyn, and he's the owner of Heaven's Harvest. And folks, um, I'm not trying to scare you or anything i've been through um the financial crisis myself i i own my own business was in it for 17 years and i can tell you things can change pretty darn fast and uh even though i was in financing you thought that everything would be what it changed dramatically in my industry just dramatically so um i had the opportunity to help out with community gardens and that's what i do and i enjoy it and i'm just telling you just look at all angles and I had people in New York at the time that were, uh, you know, hit with this um, storm. And, um, you know, we tried to help out with some financing with New Jersey, and they uh, were so appreciative and so thankful. We didn't have the right deal for them. Uh, but, you know, you just have to reach out to America and help which, where you can and how you can. And I felt this was a way to make a dent in someone's life 
and to help them out. And I want to say thank you so very much for being on the show today, Clayton. And we appreciate all that you do to help people. And uh, what an honor for us to be able to have you here today. I, I appreciate it. Mary, thank you so much for having us. Well, thank you, sir. And you've been listening to Community Garden Revolution, and I so appreciate your time today. I'm Mary Huckel, and have a great Community Garden Day. And that was the show today, Guy. Thank you so very much. What an honor. Yeah, thank you for having me. That was terrific. Well, thank you so very much. And I'll put it in our magazine, like I said before, as I mentioned. And then we'll go ahead and uh, put it on Facebook and get the phone number and the promo code. I'll put it on the show uh, thing at the bottom part. It's on Blog Talk Radio slash Mark and then Community Garden Revolution. And then people can see the promo code. And we appreciate that. We sure do. Uh, and how long would that promotion go then for the free shipping on that, please, sir? I'm going to leave it on there for as long as you want. Uh, I will oh, be certain okay. that. I will be sure that uh, when orders come in that you guys get your share. Well, we appreciate you helping us out because bottom line, um, like I said before, I was in financing 17 years, loved my industry. Uh, it's changed dramatically. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to help my mom with uh, several health things, but uh, it kind of worked out with the community gardens, but I also know what's out there. And when I saw these gardens, uh, like when Boston was hit with that, what was 30-some-odd inches, uh, 30 or no, six feet of snow or whatever it was, and those people cleared out. They were so bored with life. They cleared out their community garden areas, believe it or not. They cleared them out. And here they saw, we saw pictures on Facebook uh, that would be just horrendously high snow. And all of a sudden you see these, these fences, these iron fences, wrought iron fences, and these areas cleared out where their community gardens were because they took so much pride in their community gardens. I mean, that is awesome. You know what I'm saying? That was just awesome. So it's, uh, it's just gratifying to see what's going on in America and being a part of the change as far as the food uh, industry and, and what goes on with the you know the urban farms now and, and the uh, food hubs and so on. It's been very fascinating. I, you know, God opens doors whenever. So, uh, but uh, good luck to you all and uh, hope for great business for you. And I appreciate again you helping these people. Uh, you know, they need the help. <laughs> they uh, no, need the I help. agree. Mary, Mary, do you have my, my cell phone number from yesterday? If you ever want to do another show, I'd be more than happy to go with you. Okay, 941-201-9490, I believe, is it? Yes, ma'am. Okay, we'll, we'll talk again sometime in the fall-wintertime area. Would that be all right? That'd be terrific. Oh, that'd be great because, see, in our area, and I can't speak for someone else there because I don't live there, but um, – uh, that's a crucial time for us when we start getting bad weather or could get bad weather. It's been, you know, weird the last seven, eight years <laughs> with the weather yep. change. But, um, yeah, but um, for sure, between you know, April, that's been a weird month right there that we get a lot of ice or something. But uh, they've told us that we were supposed to get a lot of snow, and if we didn't last year, I would say more than likely we're going to get this winter because we didn't get it last winter, and we should have. And even the, uh, the Farmer's Almanac had forecasted it and they're usually right so um that would be great Uh, i will put down my calendar to give you a call back sometime like the fall winter area like first part of november or something that sort of whatever and i appreciate that because uh folks need to be educated 
you know, whether whether you want to or not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have bandages that we keep in the background to make sure we have enough bandages and and toiletry items. And, you know, and it's different thinking, but we're just trying to be aware of what could be out there. No, you're you know, absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Mary, do you have – you guys got a website then. Uh, would you like me to send you over some kind of a banner ad or something like that to where when – if people on your website and they see the banner ad, they click on the banner ad and it'll direct them to our site, and it's just another well, way. Well, sure, keep- that'd be great. Okay, it's community garden revolution at gmail dot com. That's community garden revolution at gmail dot com, and we're going to keep that too because I've on my magazine server, uh, we have the access to use video. And my brother and I are older, and we're not smart enough to know how to make the video work on the thing. So I've got to go to the library and find out from someone that's 20, 30 years younger than me (laughs) how to make that work. (laughs) Because I can put that on my magazine. I've got, oh, yeah, I've got like 10 national companies, and they said, you can use any of the videos that you want. And I'm like, I can't even figure out how to get the video on there. <laughs> so uh, that would be great. Send that over because uh, this gal's back from vacation, and I joked with one of the other librarians. I said, I, I don't have a 12-year-old, so I've got to find out. And they said, ask this gal, but she's on vacation. So that would be great. And we'll see if we can get that in the, ma- the magazine too because any kind of pop and sizzle and whatever, I'm for it. I'm for technology. It's just that I'm not of that age that uh, I know how to, to get it started. <laughs> Okay. So, because I was a communications uh, major and marketing, I was in it for ten years uh, in that industry, and uh, so I, that, I'm always fascinated what technology will do now. But uh, you have to learn how to do the bells and whistles. And my brother is a, a genius with computers, and we couldn't figure out how to make the darn videos work on my digital magazine. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> so, so, yeah, send that over. We'll, we'll be we'll be able to use that for the folks. We sure will. All right, I'll send you Well, thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. We'll talk again sometime in the uh, winter time. And it was my delight. And I appreciate it because uh, people don't realize the help that they're they're going to have to have. They just, um, you know, I'm not being an alarmist. I'm not being a, um, a negative nanny or anything. Uh, but uh, it's just too weird. It, it, the world is right now just too weird. And uh, we, we have attorneys in our family. We have accountants that are corporate in our family. And, uh, you know, everybody's trying to figure out how they can be aware. You know, what's, in business people, we have business people in our, in our family, too. And everybody's trying to be aware how, for another six months to a year, can we be ahead of whatever could happen. And, and that's sad to say, but that's what we've been all talking about. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, sir. You take care and good luck to your family. And we'll see what we can do to get the word out, too. We appreciate it, sir. Terrific. Yes, ma'am. You have a good one. Thank you, sir. Have a great one. Bye-bye.